Welcome to another episode of the podcast and the core. In this episode, we're exploring the critical role that collaboration and expert guidance play in protecting organisations and individuals. This episode is designed to inspire, educate and equip individuals with the knowledge and skills needed to empower themselves and others in the workplace. With our guest, Debbie Small, the podcast explores personal and professional growth, leadership, diversity, inclusions, and strategies to create an empowering work environment. Also, if any of you are looking to start your own company, Debbie covers some key foundation things that you should consider and why we should all work closer together. I hope you enjoy. Welcome everybody for the latest episode of The Core Podcast. I am delighted to introduce Debbie. Um, This episode today is with someone that I've only just met, so it's quite exciting. But also, um, Debbie is based in Australia, in Melbourne, which I'm delighted to say I've actually been a few times. So we've we've got to bond quickly on that. But Debbie, welcome to the podcast. Um, For everyone that doesn't know you, and also for me to bring me up to speed, could you let us know a little bit about yourself? Um, how you've brought yourself here today and I guess kind of like the key themes that you think we should cover from from your learnings in your career and personal journey. Oh, I need to remember all of that. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just start with you. Uh, (laughs) Um, Firstly, I just want to thank you, Kelly and Daniel and the Quarter Cloud team for having me on. I think it's really wonderful and I think it's wonderful what you're doing and why you're doing it as well. So thank you so much. So my name's Debbie Small and I'm the founder of the Empowerment Point or EmpowermentPoint.com, which is the Empowerment Point Global Directory, Business Directory and Education Hub. So what we do is we're the umbrella over leading experts globally as well as networking groups around the world. And our collaborations is really what has led me here to speak to you today because it's with our with um one of our members who actually introduced me to you guys as well, which is great. Okay. So a bit about me and why I do what I do. So my background is corporate and business training. So I did that for quite a while. Mm -hmm. And I was also an account manager for a while as well. And I loved my clients. I just couldn't do the travel anymore after 18 months of traveling every second Monday morning till Friday night for 18 months. Loved my clients, couldn't do the travel anymore. So I wasn't sure after quite a while whether I wanted to train or what I wanted to do. So I kind of fell into a product online business and uh, then I started my own product online business and all of my uh, target market were all business owners because I've always I've always been a connector of people and I've always loved business. Mm-hmm. Even in my early 20s, people would ask me, do I know someone who knows someone? And uh, I would love to introduce people. So in this business, I made a lot of mistakes because you don't know what you don't know Mm. and we're an expert in our own area but we cannot be an expert in every area so i thought to myself if i am making these mistakes then there's a number of other people also making mistakes in business as well and i was also um i was also i guess screwed by a couple of in quotations i'm putting here uh, by a couple of uh uh, so-called business experts and i didn't want that to happen to anybody else So I looked around for a place that had all the foundations of a business because really if we don't get our foundations right, then no matter what we build, they're going to fall down down the track. So I looked around for a place that had all the foundations and great business experts and I couldn't find it. So I decided to create it. And so by creating it, that's how Empowerment Point came to be. 
the word empowerment that didn't come from that that came from my training days I would have um, tra- I would have trainees especially when I was contracting back from anywhere from three days to six eight weeks mm-hmm. and I'd have managers come up to me going what are you doing to these people they're not the same people that you started with um, or I would go back a year later and my groups would have the highest retention rate and I said I'd say I don't know I just do what I do but when I really thought about it later when you believe in people you can get the most extraordinary results from people and it's you know that's what it takes it takes believing in people to be able for people to you know allow them to be vulnerable allow them to be themselves allow them to shine and you can get the most extraordinary results so for me empowerment point is more than just um, our our directory which is open to the public because the reason I'm doing what I'm doing is the road for business owners it's really bumpy and I, I hate that it is, but that's just the way it is. And I want to make the road easier for business owners. So when they connect with great uh, experts or they get great information, so everyone shares their blogs, their videos, their audios as well, their events that they're doing, they share that too. The public can see everything. So that way they're learning from amazing people. But also there are business owners out there who they their, their expertise is in, are in one or is in one area and when their clients ask for something else they're like oh no you'll need to find someone for that that's not my area yeah but what we're finding and people are coming on to empowermentpoint.com and they're looking for they're either contacting me to find somebody or they're looking for people in other areas of their business so now they can give their clients holistic service rather than saying oh, no, you'll need to find someone else for that. It's not my expertise. So they're collaborating with people on Empowerment Point to bring their clients better service, which I'm absolutely loving as well. So, um, yeah, we've become the people in there. We've become, it's a family of people who support each other, help each other, collaborate, co-create together as well. And um, I couldn't be more honoured and proud to be doing what I'm doing. There's lots there, lots of lovely messages and lots of lovely things to think about. To rewind a little bit um, to say some foundational things that businesses um, get wrong on the journey, do you see there's some commonality between the businesses, the same sort of things that they always do that would you say like if anyone's listening, these are probably the standard things that you're going to trip up on and, and I guess it's quite nice to know that you're not alone on that. I think a lot of people when they start their own businesses feel quite lonely yeah 100 percent. you're not alone 100 percent. that's why we do what we do so one of the first thing that first things that most if not practically every business forgets about and it's our number one pillar which is the most important is you people are so uh so looking after everybody else you know and they're all about everybody else that they forget about themselves our business is an extension of ourselves and if we don't look after ourselves how do we look after those around us? How do we keep helping those around us? So I find a lot of business owners are also quite altruistic, which is a really beautiful thing to be. But we also need to make sure we're sustainable in our businesses as well. Because again, if you're not sustainable, how can you keep helping people the way you are? You won't be able to. Yeah. And I heard this, I heard this amazing um, saying quite a while ago. How selfish is it of you to have ways of helping others and not actually helping people? Mm. So if we're not sustainable ourselves and we're not keeping ourselves in check and we're not looking after ourselves, 
we can't look after everybody else. And business owners are all about, most of them about doing what they do to ensure that other people aren't aren't getting caught up in what they were caught up in. Every Every business owner has a story, you know, and it's our stories that make us who we are and what we do. And the reason most people are in business is because they don't want other business owners to go through what they went through. So they really or they, need to or they don't want some they don't want someone to work for a business that they worked for or an experience a manager that they experienced or hundred percent yeah it's it's definitely it. generally by trauma or some sort of trigger that makes you want to do better or create something better and that's there that's it. so that's one but the some of the other common things too are the the second pillar is all about business. Okay. So it could be your intellectual property. People don't realize how important your intellectual property is. So it's your branding. It's how you come across. It's you Again, it's all an extension of you as well. Mm. So with intellectual property, it's safeguarding your brand. So, for instance, um, there's a big shopping center here, and I used to have a business called Sassy Legs, uh, which was tights, pantyhose, hosiery, men's underwear, and I went into this uh, place and there was a big sign there next to their hosiery that said Sassy Legs. And a friend of mine said, are you going to do something about that? Like, that's your brand. And I said, no, nope, that's free advertising. I'm okay with that, not a problem. <laughs> so have a look at if, you're, if, you're, if your intellectual property is being used anywhere mm. and it's, it seems like free advertising, I wouldn't worry about it. But if it's not free, if it's, if it's impeding your business in yeah. any way, I would do something about it. But you have no leg to stand on if you haven't actually spoken to someone in intellectual property to safeguard your brand. There is actually a television ad here that's been going since 2020. And this, and I really don't understand this business because they keep mentioning another company's name. But all I remember from the ad is the other company. I don't actually remember them. So the other company is never going to tell them to take off the ad because it's free advertising for yeah. them. So you need to safeguard your own brand and everything you do, you know, how you come across on social media is your brand, how you come across when you meet people is your brand. Your branding is very important because, you know, people don't always remember your products, but they always remember the way you make made them, them feel. feel. <laughs> it's yeah. all about emotion, isn't it? We've um, we've been doing a lot of cultural workshops and things at, here at work internally and we did a workshop as a board and trying to do like the making sure the mission statement and the uh, and where we're going and the journey and obviously we come yeah. from a board and we've got a great coach and he was like yeah but that that's not going to make your employees get up uh, and come in like that's not their war cry that's not why your customers buying the service that's not their war cry you have to stop thinking about it like because we were writing things like with a elite cybersecurity specialist and he's like that's not a, that's not a war cry that's not why someone comes and gets a job with you you've got to find something so it, yeah it. yeah we're, we're kind of like, and they were saying it's around emotion and that emotive connectivity and why do we all walk into that room every day so emotion plays a, a huge part okay so pillar one is definitely um so one last one you talked about was about your branding and making sure that that was all done so now would you say there's another pillar how many pillars do you have we have four internally how many do you guys have there, there are 10 all together okay. it also includes it also includes things like, you know, finance. It includes your website. Right. It includes uh, marketing sales. It goes right across the board. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that, um, and I was just talking about this with someone before, 
is even a website. You know, if you have a look at people's websites, a lot of the times it can be an information page. That's great, but that's not working for you or your business. Yeah. So your website really needs to take people on a journey. And where are you taking them on that journey? What is the end of that journey? Is it a phone call with you? Is it to, you know, look at your uh, videos? Is it to is it to uh, purchase a product? So it needs to have a call to action mm. at the end of that journey as well. So we're really having a look at, you know, what are the main parts of your website that you need to have and where are your clients going? And always have someone else look at your website. When we did, when I first did um, our Empowerment Point website and, and everything we do, who we are and what we do, it's all a work in progress. Yeah. You know, what, what we do today may change in a week or in a month's time. But when you have other people look at your things, they're looking at it from a different perspective and that's what you need as well. So when I first did the website, someone looks at my homepage and they were in branding and marketing and they've gone, I'm really confused. And I went, what do you mean? And they said, well, are your, is it for business experts or is it for business owners? And I realised that, and I changed it straight away. So our homepage is for business owners wanting to use a business expert. Mm -hmm. If they're a business expert wanting to come on board, they'll find the green button, not a problem. You yeah, know, yeah. to be able to find more information. But it's the business owners that we all want to help have an easier journey. So I made it about them. So always have someone else take a look at your website go through things you know there may be some links you thought were working that aren't working mm -hmm. um, or go into a spot you didn't realize is going to a spot I went onto someone's website the other day and I was totally confused it wasn't going to the pages weren't going to where they were meant to be going so always have someone else go through someone who's your target market though make sure they are your target market because they can see it from the perspective of your target market as well because it's easy to get into your own head when you're building your own business, isn't it? And it's your baby. And unfortunately, when it's your own baby, you don't like it when someone says your kid's ugly. Like It's just not a nice <laughs> thing, is it? So like when you spend ages doing your website or your branding and someone's like, yeah, like it's really hard to take emotion out of business. Like there's sometimes you need it. And then there's sometimes that you have to be like problematic because like, you could have stuck your heels in, right? And have gone, well, no, that's my website. And that's how I've done it. And that's how I want it to. Yeah. Everything is ever ever growing, ever flowing. It's like even, and I'll be so candid with this, that and a number of people have mentioned it to me, including my cousin who had a go at me. We started the website during COVID. So our, our main picture, our main picture, yes, it is a stock picture that I've used for our main picture. Um, but but now, like, my cousin's asked me to take a video and this and that because we do everything on Zoom because we're global. Yeah. And then she's going to turn that into an image for us that we can use. So, you know, um, I'm quite candid to say, you know, the things on our website, that's great that we need to, you know, look at amending or, or changing or things like that, because that helps other business owners to realise that, you know, there's no such thing as perfection. It doesn't exist, you know. No. There are things that you'll do that, you know, in two months' time or a year's time, you go, yeah, I don't like that anymore. I need to change that. But the most yeah. important thing is that you're getting your information out and you're helping people with your information. That is the number one importance. So I think we've covered a lot on the business piece, but I really yeah. liked the empowerment piece and the vulnerability side of things and how you brought that. And I think for our listeners, um, a lot who are in the tech industry, that vulnerability is probably not an open discussed conversation, really. I don't, I don't find from my experience in it. So it, how do we create a workplace environment that's you know offers individuals and people 
an ability to be empowered and have benefits and to and to feel like I think you know COVID's opened up a lot of different things with us working from home policies and things like that but on the other flip side of that it's very easy to be isolated so how do you advise empowerment in, in the environment for businesses and how can we all do better for that? I think the first thing is to provide a safe space. Um, when you provide a safe space, people are more apt to share things. Mm. And also to a lot of times in, I see this a lot in corporate businesses, that someone's really good at their job. So they're now in management or they're now in a leadership capacity, but they actually haven't been trained of how to lead people or how to manage people. So I think people need to be taught the different ways of managing and leading people, but to provide a safe space. So for instance, we're we're global. So we we meet on Zoom once a month. Mm-hmm. And I don't record it at all because I give people a safe space to share. And also the members that have come on to Empowerment Point, they need to meet with me first. So it's not a free-for-all for anybody to, to come on. So I'm very careful with who comes on to Empowerment Point as well. So one of the... Uh, the last meeting we had, someone stayed back and they gave me, oh, it was just the most beautiful thing they said to me. They they told me, they thanked me for creating a safe space and told me that it's the only group that they, that they feel that they can be vulnerable in to share their stories in order to gain help. Mm. And that just meant the world to me yeah. that I could provide that. So the first thing, it's up to whoever the, the, the leader, the team leader, the manager, you know, it should go from the top upwards. You need to you need to give a safe space to people to share, you know, to come to you with problems, to come to you with issues, to come to you with solutions. Um, someone said to me, do you grow Empowerment Point by, by, you know, looking at other directories? No, I grow Empowerment Point by listening to my members. What do they need? What do they want? Um, I was just interviewed by one of our members today and while we're talking, there were some great ideas that came out of that that I actually wrote down that I thought was fabulous that we can actually look at. So really listen to your staff and, you know, it, it, don't don't go gossiping about about their staff. And I, I, this, this happens in corporate at times, you know, oh, did you hear about this? Or, you know, this person is. Don't do that. You know, if someone's sharing a story with you, they're vulnerable sharing that story but they're sharing it because they needed to mm. um, and, you know, or people will come to managers with uh, solutions or, or different things that can help the business. Every time I've ever, when working in corporate, had people come to me and say, I've got an idea of this, I've always said to them, yeah, I'm happy to tell that manager, but do you mind if I say that it came from you? Mm. Um, because I want them to get the accolade. I want them to, you know, collaborate with the with the manager or the person um, to do whatever it was that they thought of doing because it's theirs, it's not mine. Yeah, I'm just the conduit of, you know, putting them together. I'm not the one who's going to be doing it. So I think, you know, treat people as people. I think as a, as a, well, as a, as a worldwide, we need to treat people better. And we need to, we need to know, we need to learn that, you know, it's not about ego, it's about people. Mm. And the more we can actually allow our people to be vulnerable, to share, the better we can grow as businesses as well. Yeah, yeah we um we've been trying to work out some cultural values and one one that got kicked around was uh stab me in the front in the sense that if you to be upfront, yeah, yeah, to be upfront about it that you should never actually get to a point where you disagree 
that it's already I think my yeah, we were all saying our biggest pet peeve is that well so and so said so and so so and this has come from so and so and it's like well why didn't the original so and so just go straight up to that person and say what the issue is because it wouldn't have escalated to this so then so then maybe the person either they didn't feel they could come yeah. up to people or um if people if 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 the business did maybe a, a, a training session on how to how to talk to people in, in, in this. Mm. So if someone came to me and I could you can tell people two things. You can tell people the same thing two different ways. Yeah. One way they'll get their back up or the second way that they will go, oh yeah, no, that's yeah, no, I totally understand. Mm. So you know, even in a business you need to tell people things they may not be doing right because yeah. you need things done correct in a business. But it's the way you tell people. It's the way you talk to people. So if I go to somebody and tell them, you know, I'm feeling like this and, you know, I, I, I don't like that this is happening, if if the other person takes it in a good way as, oh, thank you for that feedback, yeah, I, I'll look at this or let's change this or let's talk about it, that will start to change the culture. But if I just get angry and upset about it, that person's never going to come to me and talk to me ever again about yep. anything, which means that the business won't be able to change anything. So I think that, you know, the more people are trained um, at how to speak with people, how to manage people, how to lead people, how to provide that safe space for people, the more those people will come to them and talk to them about anything that that is wrong. Um, I had somebody once who I was, um, I did, they did something for me and I didn't love it. And I said, um, yeah, no, that's not really the way, you know, I'll have a look at it. And they said to me, and I was so happy with this, they said to me, um, do you trust me? And I went, well, yeah. Well, then you need to do it this way because of A, B, C, D, and this is what I'm trying to help you with. And I went, oh, yeah, I get that. Thank mm. you for that. And I went, oh, come on, yes, of course. And so we're still doing all that stuff together. Um, but I was so, it was so nice that that person actually stood there and said to me, you know, um, how it is and, you know, why they Great. were trying to help me. If not, oh. Extremely, but I could have turned around and gone, yeah, I don't care, or I could have mm. treated that terribly. But instead, I went, oh my god, thank you for doing that, and thank you for saying it that way. I so appreciate it. Which means now they're more apt to come to me as well with other things. Yeah, and it gives them it gives them a voice. And you also can't get frustrated if you're not supporting and giving advice if they repeatedly do the same thing over and over again that doesn't hit the mark or your expectation if you haven't fed back what your expectation mark was like I mean I I don't think yeah I mean I've done some courses and some training but of like leadership and management but I think is you know once you're in it you're in it you learn all the time and you're definitely not perfect um but so it's also things too so if you see someone doing something really great it's like Mm -hmm. oh thank you for that I really needed that or Mm -hmm. um or or oh my god that's amazing thank you so if people are getting the good they'll take the bad as well but if they're only getting the bad all the time then yeah. you know it's going to they end up they're going to end up just going you know what I'm just saying nothing I'm just saying nothing and that's not what you want from employees no. you want them to say things because you hired them for a reason because they were good at what they do so now we need to listen to them as well because they they're seeing things that we don't always see oh I think they see more <laughs> I've, le- I've learned from yeah they see more and they hear more and they talk more and they experience more and they feel more I mean the best 
um, experimental way of me trying to be a better manager is definitely from being a mum. I mean, a great experience of this week. So my son has is trained potty training. He's fully, yeah, yeah. he's fully done in his mind. He's just he, oh, yeah. He's fine. <laughs> yeah, you know, he is done. He is done. Um, but um, the angles were still working out. Um, when on the toilet. Um. So he, but he wants to get himself on the toilet. He wants to sit on it. He wants to, and yesterday morning he was like, I'm done. I could do this myself. Very adamant three-year-old. And uh, we got the angles all wrong, let's just say. And it ended up everywhere. And he came in like, I'm all wet. Why am I all wet? And my brain was, I'm about to get in the car. We're running 10 minutes late. You know, your gut instinct is to really scream and let rip and be like I told you I should help you um so I was like right breathe take a moment and I was just like oh no how why did it go wrong and he was like angles mummy and I was like "Mm." he was like maybe I still need mummy's help and I was like that's okay we can practice angles but if I had but you know like it but that's taken ages because with my daughter the god I was not as patient but it's learning, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Because like getting angry with him means he's either not going to come to me, he's yeah. going to hide it, or we're never going to get the cycle of me helping him on the toilet. So it's, but it, I mean, I was obviously very patient yesterday, but it it, it, it kind of teaches me of like, okay, take a breath, like breathe, like is that the answer you want to yeah. give? And and yeah, but I guess until you're in it, you don't know how you're going to react. And you can read the management test books and think you're going to be the perfect manager. And then you're like, oh, God, didn't do that. A hundred percent. But it also sets you up for later on. So by you doing this now with him mm. and setting this up now, it means as he gets older, when there are other things happening in his life, now he's more apt to come to you as well. Yeah. Yeah. You just, yeah. yeah. Pa- parenting and management has got some, I'm finding I've got some really quite intrinsic things aligned that are that you're I, like, oh. I say that. I say that being a parent mm. is the most important and hardest job in the world. <laughs> and I believe that being an entrepreneur and business owner is the second hardest. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can emphasize with that 100%. We've talked about how a company can maybe create a workspace. Is there things that we can do ourselves to help empower ourselves and give us confidence? And um, because I think it, it, it is a two-way relationship of... Um, you can set a safe environment for someone, you can put as much mechanism, but if, again, if they're not looking after themselves or putting their voice up or how can you, as as a, your own person in your own career path, give yourself that empowerment to make the most of every day? I think there's a few things. The first thing is who are the, who are, and they, uh, I've read this a lot, seen this a lot, but who are the the five people you spend the most time with? You know, Mm. who are the people that you surround yourself with? Are they people who just continuously bring you down or are they people that lift you up? So if they're people that um, bring you down all the time, you need to find new people. And some people say, I can't, but it's family. Yes, but you can still have other people outside your family who also bring you up as well. So I think seeing who you spend your time with is important. Uh, self-development, uh, reading books, um, seeing, you know, different people out there. Right now we've got YouTube clips, we've got audios, we've got, you know, so many different ways of being able to um, to find, uh, I guess in quotations, mentors that we can actually listen to and see and, you know, uh, hear from all the things that they say. So self-development is really important. Mm. I also find 
for me, um, introspection is important as well. So if something's not working, something's not happening, I'll take a step back and I'll say, okay, what's not happening? What's not working? What do I need to do here? I know not everyone's introspective, but it's I think it's an important component. And it's one of, I believe that it's the greatest gift we've been given in humanity is introspection, but not everybody utilises it and it really should be used a lot more as well. Um, and also, you know, the, the groups, you know, there are networking groups, there are there are um, there are sporting groups. There are groups in all different ways that you know you can be part of, and start to get to know more people and to you know meet more amazing people as well. Um, but also to you know drink more water. I'm one of these people that I forget to eat. You know, eat, mm. drink more water. Actually, I actually um, earlier someone said to me, you need to drink more water. I'm like, oh yeah. So before this uh, before this podcast, I ran and got a glass of water really quickly. Um, drink more water. Get more sleep. Uh, look after your health as well, you know, exercise, laugh, 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 laugh. Laughter is just so important mm. and people need to people need to laugh so much more. A while ago um, something was happening in my life and someone sent me, um, and I, I'll say it on this, someone sent me, uh, Michael McIntyre, he's a, he's a UK guy, yeah. um, dentist. It's about 12 minutes something long and it is one of the funniest things I have ever seen and I laughed so much I nearly wet myself. Um, so, you know, it's on YouTube, go see it. Yeah. So, you know, well, you need to laugh. You know, there are times that because I network and I, and I meet people all over the world, I talk a lot. So when Saturday comes, I'm, I a lot of the times I just want to do nothing, you know, stay in pyjamas, watch crappy TV, don't talk to people, mm -hmm. take you time. You time is so important. You know, whether you go barefoot for a walk on the beach or in the park or, you know, spend some time having a coffee and writing. Writing gets it out from your head mm -hmm. to, to paper, which helps free your head for creativity as well and for other things coming in. Um, there's a book called The Artist's Way. Um, I can't remember who, had, who wrote that now. And one of the things in the art, it's, it's different exercises to do. And one of the exercises, I've only read uh, a few chapters, not all of it, mm. but I read it ages ago. And one of the one of the things that she says is to, um, to write three pages. Doesn't matter what those three pages are, even if you're writing blah, 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 just keep writing three pages. So in the morning I'd get up and it's good to do in the morning and at night before bed to clear your head. Yep. So in the morning, I, I remember one morning I got up, grabbed a coffee, wrote the three pages, got into the shower. And you know how you always think in the shower? Mm. There was nothing. There was nothing. It was like, yeah. oh, my God, this, this is amazing. So, yeah, when you put things into from paper to pen, uh, sorry, from, from uh, pen to paper, it's a it's amazing. So I've actually also collaborated with an amazing woman by the name of Shoma Mitra, who's on Empowerment Point, and we're doing what's called Write to Heal, which is W R I T E to Heal. Mm -hmm. And so it's all about helping people, you know, through writing and in health and mental health and all of that. So we're doing a free session. Actually, the next one's uh, at the end of this at the end of this month. A free session every month to actually get people to, you know put what's in their mind on paper and get it out and help free their mind so they can keep moving forward. Um, so, yeah, just some tips and tricks of the trade, but laugh. you got to laugh. You really do. Um, I walk around the house at times going, keep moving forward, keep moving forward, or I'll sing to myself, and I don't know any other words to this song, a frozen, <laughs> let it go, yeah. let it go, 
<laughs> I don't know any other words that I don't know the that seems to help. Yeah. Um. So things that work for you as well, and um, and yeah, as I said, you know, group things, you know, sport or things you love, you know, it could be you know anything from knitting to music to anything you love. You'll find out there a group. There's even a whole lot of Facebook groups of people who will feel the same way as you in a certain um, certain thing or, you know, do certain things that you love to do as well and you can meet people there too. So look after you. Do you really going on with all, I agree with all of this because I've gone through quite a path of this in like the last six months of like writing a gratitude journal and completely redoing. I was finding that uh, my stress reliever was alcohol and food. Yeah. Uh, it was just a trigger. Yeah, it was a trigger. If I felt overwhelmed, something would go in my mouth food-wise. So that's been a bit of a journey. And that w- that was triggered from a podcast that we did a few months back about it, um, of like, you've only got one kind of one body. So if you don't look after it, then what kind of what's the point? Um, but that was, that was kind of it. But do you feel, especially because we are a lot of business people, a lot of um, business owners, there's, and I don't know whether it's fading out a little bit, but in the last kind of five years like the whole hustle thing and you know being working all the time in 24 7 who's got the most emails and you know like oh you know you've got your own job and you've got a side hustle and all this stuff there's a bit of like a kind of I don't know maybe it's not the same in Australia but quite a cultural thing of like if you're not constantly active or constantly on your phone or constantly doing emails or constantly in meetings or constantly networking or constantly updating your website like you're not working hard enough and like sometimes there's a bit of a culture of like well I've got 5,000 emails in my inbox well I've got do you know what I mean like it do you think with digitization and with more people wanting to be entrepreneurs there's that kind of culture and sometimes we've forgotten some of the great things of like just going for a walk in the park and it's okay not to be busy yeah 100% what you're saying is global okay (laughs) it's not not just really bad here in the UK then (laughs) it's it's totally global and um but being busy doesn't just mean being you know busy doing things you know Mm. you can you can be busy by blocking out you know an afternoon for yourself sitting on the beach reading a book because that is re-energizing you for the next day or re-energizing you to now be you know more of a bond with your family or re-energizing you to be better at your business so you know the different things I used to make myself feel really guilty if I didn't get up at nine o'clock in the morning I'm more mm. a night person okay. but I also have meetings that you know one o'clock in the morning my last meeting it's 9 43 p.m tonight here at this time and my last meeting finishes about 12 31 o'clock in the morning okay so okay. so you know it got it was a lot for me to finally go stop kicking yourself for sleeping in in the morning because you're working till really late at night mm. so it's not like you're not doing anything you're still doing stuff so you know we need to be kinder to ourselves there was a great saying i heard would you treat your best friend the way you treat yourself mm-hmm. and if the answer is no then isn't it time you start treating yourself a lot better um because busy does not mean you know all those like I'm still catching up on emails at the moment as well so you know busy doesn't mean doing all this stuff all the time you could be busy self-care you know I say to people who are in a relationship lock out date night with your partner because that's so important for you know not just your health and you but then you know you're better for the people around you Mm. block off time with your family so, you know, busy doesn't always mean busy with work. You could be busy with yourself. You could be busy with your partner or with your 
friends or with your family. But, you know, all those components of life are all equally as important because they all help us to do all the other parts of our life that we need to do. So stop being so hard on ourselves and start treating ourselves as if we would our best friend. And the other thing I just wanted to mention as well um, is that there are a lot of people who think, you know, oh, I've got imposter syndrome. And for me, imposter syndrome, the definition is, you know, wanting to be like somebody else. And other people have different definitions. I know that as well. Why would you want to be like anybody else? You know, you are an amazing human who shines in the most incredible ways that can do so much and help people in so many ways. Don't be someone else. Be yourself, you know. Be who you are and let yourself shine through. Which is weird because, Maya, you said your song is the Frozen song. My my song is This Is Me by Great Showman. <laughs> Whenever I get myself into a flap, I always put that song on. Um, but... I think we do get into that. And imposter syndrome is an interesting one, isn't it? Because if you think, if you go back in history, the things that have been invented, like electricity, all sorts of things, if they were looking around going, ah, oh, Dave next door's not made a light bulb, I should probably not do it. Like, do you know what I mean? It just nothing would have ever happened. So the fact that we, in this day and age, yeah, we get into like, oh, well, no one else does it that way or that's not how it's done. And that does happen a lot. Um, but you just think, well, yeah, if it, people thought like that, the bicycle would never have been invented the car would never no if people didn't like some people did things for years and years and years and it didn't work did it but they had such a strong belief that that was going to happen and it was going to be the next best thing or it was going to be the new way we're going to go on to transport I mean yeah and I think if you'd gone back to Victorian times and said that we were going to travel in space they would have been like even if you go go probably about like 30 40 years of how technology has evolved yeah I remember watching the Jetsons going, I'd never be on a phone call showing my face. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's just all really, really different, isn't it? Like things are just evolving much quicker. So I think, yeah, imposter syndrome is a bit, it's a bit of a hard one to really even have anymore because. (laughs) Yeah, don't, don't be like anybody else. And the other one too is if it's not broke, why fix it? So it's like no one ever turned around and said, you know what? We need to look at a bike with triangle wheels, you know. You know, no one ever says that. So, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Let, let it go. Your empowerment also covers the fact that you've got mentorship and support. How does that help people if they're overcoming challenges or things like that, that they might need that that extension of a network? How do you find that that helps people with empowerment? Uh, well, with Empowerment Point, we have people who, you know, they this they help other people, they help business owners in all sorts of ways. Whatever it is that they need, we have people to be able to help them with. Myself, I'm also a business strategist, so I've also helped people with mindset and other areas of their business. So, really, it depends on what the person's need is. Someone said to me, "So, what do you do strategy for?" And I said, "I can't answer that because every one of my clients has needed something different." So when people have a need, we're able to help fill that need. I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, no, I think it does. Do you think when people approach you, they always know what their need is? Or sometimes you have to unpack that? No, no. I think, you know, at times they do and at times they don't. So we'll sit there or I'll sit there and I'll have a strategy session with them and we'll unpack what their needs are to actually see. If you don't know what someone's needs are, how do you know how to help them? You Mm -hmm. don't. 
So we need to work out what is it that they're actually needing and then what are the avenues we can take to help them to support them and to fill those needs. Okay. And if you're seeing that someone is listening to the podcast right now and they're not feeling very empowered or they don't feel like they've got the network around them or maybe struggling with the day-to-day, where would you say would be the first steps to start? Okay. Two things. One, um, on empowermentpoint.com, you can either find, we've got amazing uh, transformational coaches as well, or you can make a time with me. I'm. You can put my name in there and find me and there's an appointment booking that you can make with me as well. Mm. Um, but also too, we're the umbrella over networking groups globally. And I'm very picky with the networking groups we put on to Empowerment Point as I am of our members as well. Mm. So have a look at the different networking groups and try them. Have a look at them, you know, see, see which ones um, which ones fit your needs, you know. There may be one you go to that's not exactly right for you. There may be, you know, try three more and you, you, you'll find people that are right for you. Mm. So we keep continuing to put more networking groups on there and they are all, they're all really amazing. And I go to them and trial them as well to see what I think or I go from referral to. So, yeah, there, there are groups there for you. Have a look, go to them, test them out. But by all means, if anyone wants to make a time to meet with me, uh, by all means do so. I'm happy to do that as well. And obviously most of our listeners come from a cybersecurity or, or technical background. Do you think diversifying in different network groups or different industries, do you find that happens a lot that people broaden or do you find that people stick within kind of their, their industry? I think cybersecurity is one of these things that every industry needs more than ever. So I think that you'll find your people, um, you might have 10 people who are all cybersecurity people, but they resonate with different industries and different people. Mm -hmm. So I think as they trial different networking groups, they'll find which people they resonate with the best. But yeah, cybersecurity is one of those things that doesn't matter what industry they're in. um, They all, all industries need cybersecurity, but not everyone knows that they need it until it's Mm -hmm. too late. So I implore all business owners, you know, to speak to you guys and to actually uh, have that conversation of cybersecurity because you don't want to wait till it's too late. More hackings have happened than ever before. I get more spam emails than ever before. I get more calls than ever before. Um, and I won't answer calls if I don't know them. And, you know, I've got mm. message bank people can leave a message. Um, but but it's more imperative now than ever before to speak to, you know, uh, quarter cloud about, about cybersecurity for your business because it's never needed more than it is right now. And also, too, you know, cybersecurity as well. Uh, insurance is, mm. is very important, too, and people don't realise that. Um, yeah, yeah. Every, uh, every industry needs you guys, Kelly. <laughs> yeah. Every industry needs you. Well, I think every industry needs you, so it's quite of a flip of the coin, isn't it? You need to have the right network in the night, right workspace and the right environment. <laughs> There's a collaboration with you and I, Kelly. No there, problem. Is, there is, isn't there? You've got to have the right foundations for the business. You've got to make sure that you've got happy employees, happy management, happy leadership. And at the end of that, if you've created a successful business, the chances are you're going to get hacked. <laughs> That's the well, end of it. Yeah. In regards to that, with cybersecurity, mm-hmm. to anyone listening, don't wait 
until you think you need it mm. because you wait and then you end up getting hacked or wish you had actually spoken to quarter cloud before so yes. it's really important that people actually do take that up because out there it's 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 yeah it's 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 I've got no words for what it is. It's just gone crazy mm. um, with people just, you know, spamming and hacking and doing all of that. And we need to not only protect ourselves, we need to protect our clients. We need to protect the people we're around as well. Yeah, and your employees and so that, yeah, there's a whole, a whole lot to unpack with it. But, yeah, it's it's something that's not going away. And with support like you guys building more and more successful businesses, most of them becoming digital or having data in some ways um yeah it's important to protect debbie you are a very busy lady and i know you've got another meeting next so i don't want to make you late for that um firstly i just want to say thank you so much for joining us um it was eye-opening on how we can be more collaborative how we can hopefully not make the same mistakes as all other businesses and learn from each other can make us far more empowered um again could you let the listeners know how they can contact or find you Sure. First of all, Kelly, I want to say thank you to you, Daniel, and Quarter Cloud for allowing me to come on here. I have absolutely loved speaking with you oh, and happy to you. do it anytime. Uh, and uh, yeah, if anyone wants to reach any of our networking groups or our amazing business experts or myself, just go on to empowermentpoint.com, empowermentpoint.com, and you will find us all there. Thank you, Debbie. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Kelly. Thank Absolutely you. love speaking. Thank you. Speak <laughs> soon. Thank you so much. What a great episode. Um, it was nice to have an Australian accent on the podcast. Um, so I hope you enjoyed that. And I would like to encourage you to continue listening, subscribing, rate, reviewing, um, letting us know what you're thinking um, so we can make sure that we get the right guests and people talking on the podcast. Um, I hope the episode provided some practical guidance, some inspiration for you and organisations to foster empowerment and create positive, inclusive and successful workplaces. There's lots of things that I've taken on board and I hope to bring that into the quarter cloud castle i look forward to hearing from you all soon and um yeah to another episode of the core